The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Star Show with Ron Russell and Deidre Serego, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Yeah! It, yes, I know. It'll go away. Oh, did his, does he have a little echo in his headset? I yeah. thought maybe I thought maybe it was Jimmy. Jimmy had a twin. That pisses me off. How you doing, guys? Absolutely good. great. How are you? I'm good. What up, chat room? There we go. I, I, now I can hear better, too. Everything's good, everybody. Welcome to the show. we got a great show for you today. We're going to have movie director, producer Ron Newcomb, and Andrew DeLeon from America's Got Talent. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous co-host, the outrageous, cool man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. How are you today? It's been a very interesting week, and I will tell you all about it when we start the show. There you go. When and we, we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Let the show begin. What up, fellas? How you doing? Fantastic. We are absolutely great. It's freezing cold here. It's a little chilly and, here in South Florida as well, So, but it's probably a lot nicer than it is up there. Absolutely. It's 30 degrees and it snowed a little bit last night. But it's all, it's all gone. It's all gone. Okay, that's good. The sun came out. The sun will come out and wash away the snow. Sing it, We're off to Florida next Tuesday, Chad, so we'll be back at the old studio I think for two weeks we do two shows out of your studio. Right on. Yeah, we're, cool. we're coming on Tuesday. Got to you got to tend to the bees. That's right. We got to right. tend to the bees. The keeper of the bees. <laughs> it should be a lot of fun. And uh, what's up, chat room? Everybody in the what chat up? room, hello. Welcome to the show. If you hit the ITV button at the top of your screen, you can see Ron and I sitting in our studio. Oh, I don't know if you can or not. I don't see a picture. Chad, we got a picture up? You betcha. All right. You can see us waving. Hello, hello, hello. And... I gotta hit the ITV button. Maybe I didn't hit ITV. See that? Um, either way, I gotta figure out the C. Yeah, I did. I hit it. I don't see anything. Okay. Chad, we're not visual. I'm going to check right now. <laughs> oh, What's up, everybody? We hope everybody had a great weekend. Last week, we rushed out of here right after the show and went to below 50, 54 Below, which is a cabaret club uh, in. In downtown New York City, near Broadway, kind of like not too far away from Broadway, and it's uh, the home of the old Studio Fifty Four, was right next to it or above it. And we saw Melinda Doolittle playing, and she did a show. It was fantastic. We had a good time. What'd you think, Ron? 
Well, you know, being an old Studio 54 hangout guy, it was a place I went every Saturday night with my crew. It brought back a lot of memories, and I was so surprised to see that the front doors to Studio 54 are still the etched glass 545454 that go across the opening of the theater, which is now, I believe, a movie studio once again. Um, underneath was the, the uh, what we used to call the tombs. In the tombs, the very famous celebrities would go downstairs and do drugs and have sex. It's true. <laughs> no, this is, this is the truth. This is no joke. And uh, have a merry old time. It was always written about on page six or whatever. Uh, it was fun. We went to the club. It was like an old nightclub, all done in red velvet and gold. You know, kind of cheesy by today's standards. But if you want to think of it as antique, it was lovely. The service was beautiful. The stage was nice. The lighting was good. I felt like Peggy Lee was going to come on stage and sing any minute. Instead, Another gal came on stage who was probably just as good as Peggy Lee. Well, let's compare her to Ella Fitzgerald. Uh, this gal can sing. She's got a voice that doesn't quit. Um, she took us through every mood and moment of, of the last 30 years with different kinds of songs. She based her songs on her life, life history, which is she's not married and she's looking for a husband and a man. So there was lots of comedy, lots of humor. And, absolutely, and all about love. All about love and absolutely great, great. Great singing, great music. I was thrilled with her. It was worth the drive to New York City from Pennsylvania and home again. We had a really good time, and she was super nice in person, and we took pictures and spoke with her and spoke with her manager, who we were joking with on the show last week. Uh, she sang songs from, like, every era. She even did a mashup of, like, Katy Perry and, like, Will Smith's little daughter and, like, all these, like, like current current people where she did a mashup, which was awesome. And then she also sang, you know, standards, and she sang a little bit of everything and some of her own music also. And then she also sang Home from The Wiz, which was, like, the song that made her famous on American Idol. It was awesome. It was really a great time. Then we came back. And then, of course, a couple of days went by. And yesterday, well, actually two days ago, I was out driving with a friend and somebody rammed into the side of us. And we wound up in the hospital. And they thought that I was possibly having a heart attack because of the pain that I was having across my chest, which did not turn out to be a heart attack. But I want to do a shout out because I was in probably one of the best hospitals I've ever been in in my life. And it's the Heart Institute of the Doylestown Hospital. Now, the hospital is beautiful and clean, and when you go in, the rooms are not bad, but the best part are the people that care for you. They're just not caregivers or nurses or whatever their titles are. They're sweet, pretty, lovely, warm, kind, caring girls, and I love all of them. So I want to do a shout-out to Noreen, to Carolyn, to Christine, and to Carol. Thank you so much for taking such good care of me, and I'm glad that my heart's where it should be, and I'm not broken, and I'm totally okay. Absolutely. And it was a clean hospital, and the people were friendly. And when I was very nice, and when I was walking around, like most places, they never tell you because you get lost kind of easily. And like they, everybody in the hall, didn't matter who it was, if you were looking around and you looked lost, they would say, "Can I help you find something?" It was really, really amazing, and. If you ever have a problem and you're in Pennsylvania, you definitely want to go to the Doylestown Hospital. And it's a heart institute for people that have a heart problem, and it's one of the best in the country. So I would highly recommend it and say, yeah, go and see those girls. They're wonderful, and the hospital is better. Absolutely. And 
Yeah, that was a nice shout out too. That was nice. Everybody go check them out. They're really nice. They're really cool and uh, and and they were very hospitable. Very, very. And I was very happy that my reports came back that I just str- sprained. That's why I'm I'm not moving on this arm. I sprained the something rotocuff. I don't know that went into my chest plate. I don't know what the hell happened, but I sprained it so badly that they thought possibly it was a heart attack, but it wasn't. There you go. So I'm okay now. He's now okay we now. We're back and wandering and. And uh, in other news, everybody, uh, the Full Metal Jacket Diary audiobook by Matthew Modine is actually uh, is, is in a position where you can actually pre-order it. Um, you can go to kickstarter.com slash audiobook. They have all different kinds of things for the people who buy the first copies that you can get. Uh, you can pledge. It's not really pledging. It's like paying anywhere from $5, I think, to $7,500. For like certain like memorabilia from the movie and all kinds of stuff, so check it out. Kickstarter.com slash Full Metal Jacket Diary Audiobook. Uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff to get, and it is an Academy Award winning movie uh, by Stanley Kubrick. So if you're a Kubrick fan, a War fan, a Full Metal Jacket Diary fan, or a Matthew Modine fan, exactly. go go out now and get it, and uh, it'll be coming out soon. And you're pre-ordering it to get it before everybody else. They call it the Gone with the Wind of military films. There you go. That's a pretty good, you know, compliment since they think that Garden with the Wind is the best film ever made. What do you think? What do I think? I think for 1939, it was certainly the best film ever made. Um, as for today's standards, it leaves a lot to be desired, but it's still an enjoyable film, and I watch it whenever I have three hours to waste and watch a film that I've seen 30 times. But like when, no, but when they say it's like the, the the best movie of all time, like so you don't think you think it's a great movie, but you don't think it's the best movie of all time. No, I don't think anything is of all time. Times change, movies change, te- techniques change, actors change. Uh, I could tell you twenty, thirty films over the last forty years that were outstandingly fabulous with great performances, fantastic direction, um, great writing. No, there's there's a lot of wonderful work out there, and there's a lot of junk out there also. A lot of jerk-offs that think they know how to direct or produce or whatever and they bang out these crappy little films and that makes it bad for the industry you know they're they're less than tv films but every now and then a genius comes along like steven spielberg and company that he keeps and a great film is made there you go his newest film is uh need for speed the one that sir majors in theaters i don't know how Mm -hmm. he's doing though i didn't check it out what's up chat room give a shout out to morley shulman ginger irish Ginger Irish, you guys, she hosts the Irish Ginger Show every Fridays from 5 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY. There's a lot of new names in the chat room. Hello, everybody, and uh, thanks for tuning in. And We're going to have a really good time, and we've got a great show today. Uh, we also got a bunch of new music we're going to play that hasn't been played yet before uh, on the Jimmy Star Show. And I thought what we might do is actually even play one before our first guest and then have our first guest come on and we'll give him a call. Uh, Dave Tolliver uh, is a pretty relatively well-known singer from the 90s, and uh, he has a new single called Home, and it's coming out on Tuesday, next Tuesday, April 2nd, and uh, it'll be available through the Spectrum Music Group. It's a fantastic, like, mellow, kind of like love song, and Chad, you got it ready, baby? Always! All right, everybody, here's Dave Tolliver's Home! I can't wait to come home It's the only place I want to be. You already know why. I mean, it's more than that, but... <laughs> you know why, though. <laughs> yeah. I ain't even got to say it no more. Oh, 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 oh. 
Oedo. Get ready. Early in the morning when I'm standing at attention I'm missing your attention And the smell of your loving all over me I mean all over me Nothing better than waking up to perfection So perfected it's leaving me with no question That this is where I want to be To put it in perspective I've given up the quest now I can't wait to come Dave Tolliver, Home. The uh, name of the song is Home. It comes out April 2nd on the, through the Spectrum Music Group, Monarchy Records. It'll be available for everybody, and it's also getting uh, featured on some television show, but I'm not sure which one. I'll have to find out. 
Uh, now, if this guy doesn't sound 19 years old, nobody does. Yeah, and it's funny because he was popular in the like 80s and 90s. Yeah, which I thought he was about 18 or 19 years gotta old. He's got to be like probably in his got 40s. Good young voice. Very Absol- nice Absolutely. Absolutely. So now what we're going to do, everybody, and again, welcome everybody in the chat room. If you're just tuning in, you can hit the ITV button and you can see Ron and I in our studio. We're waving. Hey. Well, I'm not waving. Okay. Uh, here waving. I am. Wave, Ron. I couldn't see it there. I could see you it. Know, you have to remember, I just came out of a, a, a car oh, wreck. Well, use your other hand. Yeah, well, I will. This is the one I'm not supposed to use, by the way. They said, whatever you do, don't use your right hand. And, of course, that's all there I use. Um, so I just came out. You know, it's a bit frightening when that stuff happens, and then you're, you're taken by ambulance to a hospital. We, we have more problems them. here in Pennsylvania than we ever had in it's Florida. It's true. It's true. Oh, jeez. It's very frightening. You don't know what has happened to you. There the, you go. The, the car was pretty mashed up. So if you looked at the car, you suspected that, you know, we really were lucky to get, have gotten out of it. But I'm a little, you know... Not under the weather. I'm always under the weather. It seems every week I have a cold. I'm crashed up. <laughs> that's okay. We're but going to Florida next week. It'll be sunny. Chad, the weather better stay sunny because we'll yeah. be here. We'll be there next week. We don't want to be you like. You know, when you live in a big city as big as Philadelphia, and you're going to get viruses and you're going to have car crashes because there are too many cars and too many sick people. When you live in Florida, everybody's dead, dying, <laughs> or or willing to die, waiting to die, and then the few that are alive. Are healthy. All right, we'll there make you go. we'll make some room for you. Right. So therefore, you don't <laughs> you don't get as sick in Florida as you do here. And the auto crashes, you know, they do crashes at twenty miles an hour. So. <laughs> Boca Raton, no, right? Well, yeah, yeah Boca. I mean, I love how they look. They have blue hair and eyeglasses, like two whiskey shots, and they have heads that are below the steering wheel, and they're driving, and they cut you off, yep. and then. When you drive alongside and they roll the window down, they start cursing at you, these little old ladies. <laughs> and the funny stuff. part is they lift their wrists and they got 35 bracelets and gold, big diamond <laughs> rings and big, big red lips with blue eyeshadow, false eyelashes and bleach blonde hair, permanent waved. And they look like, like fun. I mean, what, what's wrong with these women? Don't they know there's something nice to getting old? But that's what you get. Nice. And the old men are worse. I was once going into uh, Target in, in Boca Raton, and a man had his cane out, and I stumbled on his cane, and he yelled at me, why don't you watch where you're going, young fella? Well, he said young fella. Otherwise, I would turn around and tell him to go take him, you know, whatever. Right. But he had his cane sitting down. He had his cane sticking all the way out. Actually, Morley wrote, Philly's a tough city. Once I stepped into Burger King and I couldn't tell if the server was with the Bloods or the Crips, which you might not know the Bloods nice, and the Crips. No, those are like the gangs, but those are L.A. gangs, but uh, uh-huh. those were all the major gangs that well, like the, run the, everything. The biggest joke about Pennsylvania is, um, oh, what the hell is it? I love, I, I love Pennsylvania, and the best thing about it is you can get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke they all say here. Yeah, when, when he was in the hospital, he told everybody he was from Florida, and they were like, what are you doing what here? What are you doing here? <laughs> Why did you meet, move here? Even what, I went into the room to compliment one of the uh, administrators of the hospital. He was a charming man. I have his name here. Very charming. John, John uh, Mitchell. And I said to him, you run your hospital well. It's very clean. It's beautiful. <clears throat> and he said to me, you know, we see that you're from Florida. I said, well, both. He said, well, I never thought about Florida, but after this winter... I'm thinking of Florida. There said, you go. He said, what the hell are you doing here? All right. <laughs> I said, I think about that every night before I fall asleep. 
I ask myself that one question. What the hell am I doing here? That's funny. So what we're going to do now, well, I hope everybody's having a good time. You can turn in and hit ITV. You can see us. You can join us in the chat room. We're going to call our first guest, Mr. Ron Newcomb. How are you ready to rock and roll with it, Chad? I'm dialing now for you, sir. There you go. Chad. Chad is a superstar. <laughs> Chad's the voice. Hello, Ron Newcomb. Hey, Ron Newcomb. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Glad to be here. There you go. Welcome, welcome. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody starting out with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. So we got Ron and Ron. Hey, Ron, 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 Nice. Yeah, Ron squared. I like it. Was that an echo or did I hear Ron, 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 He's probably the smartest guy in the room, huh? You bet, because my name is Ron. You know that. We Rons, you can't, <laughs> exactly. you can't, you can't beat us, Rons. There you go. That's then we right. got the man behind. We got the man behind. We got the man behind the uh, boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Mr. Newcomb, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. And I'm Jimmy Star. We want to welcome you to the show. We got a chat room full of people. So how about give a shout out to everybody in the chat room? Hey, everybody. Love to hear from you. There you go. So where are you actually, where are we calling you? Where are you? I am on the East Coast. I'm just outside of Washington, D.C., so a lot of politicking going on out here is primarily what we deal with. Okay. That's okay. We're in Philly, but we're broadcasting out of Florida. Nice, man. Wow. You guys, uh, not, a, not a bad day for you guys then, huh? That's right. And uh, somebody in the chat room said to do Ron, 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 to do Ron, Ron. <laughs> that was Morley. Morley. <laughs> Morley's good. He's quick. That's us. Morley's on a roll. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I was in an automobile accident two days ago, so if I'm not all there, a little dingy, please forgive me. So please tell me, uh, what's Eisenhower doing in the White House? Anything important? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's a good, it's a good, we're still in a good era, yeah. <laughs> Eisenhower's still in the, in the White House. Um, <laughs> exactly. So let's hear all about you, my friend. Let's, let's get impressed. Make believe I'm a producer and you want to impress me for the film that I'm casting. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I got money. That would be impressive. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> that's, that's not the truth. But, uh, yeah, so I'm a local D.C. area, native, independent, true independent spirit filmmaker trying to make it happen. I've been kind of had a long, eclectic background. I, was, I started out being a Marine, and then I became a police officer for a time and ultimately kind of threw it all in to try my hand at filmmaking. And I did a film last year that came out. It's ended up on the shelves of Walmart and Netflix and all uh, called um, Rise of the Fellowship. And it okay. got domestic and international distribution. And then currently I'm in a project that I'm trying to get crowdfunded called The Rangers, which is this epic action-adventure fantasy. And that's kind of where I find myself right now is in the middle of a Kickstarter campaign. So that's always nerve-wracking. Let's go. Let's go back then. Let's tackle them one at a time. We can talk the Kickstarter thing a little bit more, but let's go back to Rise of the Fellowship because we had Emma Ernest on the show, and I know she's one of the stars yeah. of this film. And tell everybody she if is. they haven't seen it, give your pitch. What's this about in like you know five sentences or less? <laughs> Never have. Yeah, it's about the. You know, it's it's kind of our love letter to, to Tolkien, a way we could find you know our way into to his world. But it's ultimately about four geeky gamers that go on an adventure that parallels Lord of the Rings. They're thwarted along the way, but ultimately rise to the occasion to go to a con- 
a lifetime title to be declared the Uber Geeks. And so they go on this adventure that parallels Lord of the Rings. We the cool thing is we got the Lord of the Rings online video game to allow us to use the video game in the film, which was really cool. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And so, yeah. so, so the film actually, uh, everybody, you can get it. Rise of the Fellowship. It's I know it's on Amazon and it's on Netflix and it's it's pretty much yep. everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much everywhere. You can still find it on some shelves in Walmart and Sam's Club. Um, even YouTube got into the streaming game, so you could stream it right off YouTube. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah. so, yeah. so, it's, is it a little bit similar? Because I remember many years ago there was a movie about a bunch of geeky guys who went. Trying to meet George Lucas or something for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fanboys love that Fan film. Um, cer- yeah, certainly there's some elements of uh, fandom in it where they go on a quest, you know, that kind of parallels their love of, of whatever storyline that at, that it entails. Fanboys did quite well, and if we get compared to that, that'd be a great thing. Yeah, actually, Fanboys tell, was fun. I enjoyed it. Tell me, yeah. how, diffi- how difficult is it? Oh, actually, let me rephrase that question. Was it easier 10 years ago to get funds for a film than it is today? It seems to me that everybody today has a film in their back pocket and they're all looking for funding. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I mean, you know, it's a lot of white noise out there where everybody kind of is a filmmaker. It reminded me in the 80s and the 90s when um, really nice digital cameras came on the scene. All of a sudden, everybody was a photographer trying to become a professional photographer. It's the same way with film. Um, but, you know, hey, I'm one amongst them. I'm not one above them. So certainly I put myself in that category as well. But as it got cheaper to get gear and equipment, and there's a lot of schools that are training up people, people want to use those skill sets. And so they go out and execute or at least have a desire to to do it in film. The problem is that investors are really hesitant to go into the realm of financing feature films because not you know, many of them make, make funding, uh, make, make their money back. And especially in the Washington DC area, when I went and pitched to investors, they laughed at me originally because they were like, Hey man, you're in the wrong place. You should be pitching out in LA. They didn't really think it was a viable, true business opportunity to invest in film. And so we had to first educate our local customer, our local investor to get them even to a place where they would even consider it. So you're right. There's a lot of filmmakers out there. We're all kind of vying for um, similar or the same resources, and and that's certainly true um, now more than ever. But 10 years ago, we had a challenge, too, with, uh, you know, digital was just starting to come on, and people still weren't fully accepting it. DVDs were still kind of amassing, and, and that's where most filmmakers made their money back. Now... That's not the case. Hardly anybody's buying DVDs, and so it's all gone to streaming and things like that. Filmmakers have have begun to have to think differently, and that's certainly what I'm trying to do. There's now, also there's also how just let me finish my questioning, and then you can have them. Um, what is a ten million dollar film today? Is that called like a low budget? Uh, is it easy to get ten million for a film as opposed to a hundred million? Okay, so that's a great. That's actually a great question. Um, in the studio system, I would say yes, that, that it, is, it is still easier to do the $10 million, um, or the $100 million. They're not doing a lot of in-between. They kind of say $30 million and below or $100 million and above. That $50 million range is no longer the sweet spot. That kind of gets difficult in the studio system. From an independent filmmaker's point of view, that's like crazy money. If I had $10 million, I could, you know, 
I could redo Lord of the Rings in my viewpoint, you know, and my little stuff that I deal with. So it's very difficult in the independent film world to, to get $10 million. I mean, you're having to go to friends, families and fools and beg for funding and stuff to try to get that type of capital uh, is a crazy huge hurdle. Plus you don't need as much money anymore. Um, a, a $10 million feature five years ago, um, or, you know, 10 years ago is now a million dollar feature. And it has to be, um, with technology as well as talent, a lot of actors have had to drop their price. And so that's kind of where we find ourselves is now, uh, a million dollars or less is considered low budget. Whereas five, 10 years ago, 10 million or less was low budget. So now a million or less is, is low budget. All right. How important to your film is CGI and a good director? Definitely, I think a, 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 you got to have a great director. I think that's a central part of the package because you're dealing with a lot of talent in the indie world. Um, some is, is tried and true, but not all of it is. And you need a person at the helm that's going to be able to have the fortitude to go on because when you're directing, it doesn't just like you get to go film and have all the fun and it ends there. It usually means that you're going into post-production and you're probably even going to have to help with the marketing. So I think directing is, is definitely um, a crucial element to it. And CGI really of course depends on the the genre but i'm trying to brand and get into the fantasy genre and so you're right cgi has to be on point so not only do we have to do it at a lower budget but the expectation to the customer is it's going to look like something out of the studio level and they don't forgive if it doesn't it's not like people can look at my film and go that dragon sucks and oh but it was under a million dollar feature let's forgive them they have no idea what the budget is they look at the dragon they either like it or they don't and so as an indie you have to be able to produce that high and low-cost cgi and and for certain genres like mine fantasy it's essential no doubt Okay, what camera do you love to work with to get the best quality in your film? Uh, how about red? Better than red? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We filmed Rides of the Fellowship on red right when it first kind of came on the scene and people were talking about it. It was so epic. I just I loved it. Even the raw footage without messing, it around, messing around with it looked fantastic. But on the same note, for people listening out there, um, it depends on where you're going to distribute it. So if you're going to put your project on the Internet, the DSLR cameras are phenomenal. They're great. They're small. You, they're mobile. You can shoot two cameras, maybe even three cameras, you know, at the same time. But if you're going to go any type of cinematic or bigger scale, you definitely want to go red. Um, what's, Black what's, Magic is another one, but I love uh, the red. It was great. What, what's the best one out there right now? Because the other day at a cocktail party, somebody was talking about a camera, and I forgot the name. Jimmy, do you remember what it was? I don't remember what it was It was either. a weird name, and they were swearing. He just, he just gave you a new name, though, besides No, I know, red. but that's not the one. Black, no, he just gave you one, Black something? Black Magic. Okay. Yeah, that's Black not, yeah. No, that, that's not the one. This guy who's supposed to be a cinematographer swears by this camera, and I has like a foreign name, like I forgot. <laughs> Oh, yeah, terrible? you know, everyone's, there's a lot of people trying to get into that game. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, um, the big guys for a long time had their film cameras and were like, ah, you know, we're never going to get replaced. And then here comes the digital guy creates red and basically puts them just about out of business. I mean, Kodak had to pull itself out of bankruptcy. Right. Yeah, which is funny. So I, that's, I, I like red also. I've been in films and I've been in films with red and there's quite a difference. You right. look better. 
Let's go. Let's As go an back. Actor's viewpoint. Let's go back to Rise yeah. of the Fellowship for a minute because the movie's doing well. It's popular. Um, you know, you don't. I know that like your three stars have been in stuff, but you don't have like a recognizable like you know everybody really like knows them star in the film. Sure. Like, what is your whole attitude as a producer and director? Uh, what's your whole attitude about like having named people in the movie that that everybody recognizes? Yeah, do names still yeah. sell a film? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, um, that another another really good question that obviously carries a lot of weight, and everybody has opinions about. Because on one sense, independent filmmakers they want to hold on to. No, it doesn't matter who's in it. You know, it's the story that drives it. They'll see the quality in all these things, but to the studios, to the distributors, to foreign buyers. Um, and I'm, when, I'm, when I mean foreign buyers, what I'm talking about is people in their country are, are hired to go out to these film markets and buy content for their entire country. So we've sold to several different countries that way, and they're buying a ton of content. And names still matter. They still sell um, I wish that wasn't necessarily the case, but that's true. And I'm trying, I'm finding that now with my, my latest project, I'm trying to see if I can get some type of name attached. Now with rise of the fellowship, we knew that our customer cared about the game. You know, what game are we going to have in our film? And so we went after a strong IP attachment that if we couldn't get an A-list actor, we were going to get an A-list game. And that really has paid dividends because it opened, yeah, it worked. It, it opened doors. People were like, holy cow, how did you get attached to Lord of the Rings? And of course, when did we release? Well, right around The Hobbit, right? I mean, you know, that was strategic. So that helped that marketability factor. And that's really what you're thinking of. How can I market this thing? Okay, tell, I, I, our, tell, I'm sorry, tell our listeners, which everybody wants to know, this is a standard question I get whenever I'm traveling around. What is a scale of an actor's pay? Let's say a, a middle actor to a very famous actor. Where does it start? On an indie film or a regular wh- wh- film? It makes a a regular film. Oh. Or indie. Whichever indie. he chooses. No, do indie. Whichever you're he chooses indie, to discuss. Talk more about indie. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, of course, with the major studio projects, SAG's going to get involved. They have minimum guarantees, and all those things are negotiated and stuff. It's it's crazy formula. Some people, uh, like Sandra Bullock with uh, Gravity, she took a back end points, and she made a ton more money doing that. So she took right. a little upfront money and made a ton of money on the back end because it did so well. Right. Well, independence, it's kind of the same way. You're trying to negotiate, get it down as best you can. You offer them some potential deferment pay, some type of points that if the project makes uh, money, if you're coming with an A-list talent, um, well, let me let me give you like a B-list. OK, so this is someone that that I grew up with, like in the 80s, had some cachet, um, you know, may have doesn't do a ton of acting now, but they still have a little street cred with their name. For like a cameo, fifteen to twenty thousand. You're talking maybe four hours of work. You'd have to go to them, or you'd have to fly them in first class, plus their assistant. You know, take care of hotel, rental car, food, um, just for a cameo. You know, and that could be three minutes of screen time or less. So okay. for uh, no, what 20, do you think? twenty grand. What's that? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Continue. I, I said. I was just going to say for. For for uh, for twenty grand, you know that that's just a that's a lot when you're looking at your budget 
Um, and I'm trying to come in at a budget level of about $500,000 and you're starting to get a B list actor at 20 grand for three minutes, you know, and how many of those can you get involved in all those things? Uh, it really starts to take hold of your budget if you don't watch it. What do you think about Angelina Jolie getting $25 million for her film now? What is it called? Maleficent. Ma 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 was it? Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. Tw Maleficent. $25 yeah. million. Bucks. The film looks great. She looks great. She's obviously, um, you know, has cachet, a name. Do I think that uh, is excessive? I do, certainly. That seems crazy to me. Um, but, you know, if it's worth the studios putting that money out there because she brings that certain number of butts and seats because that's ultimately what they care about eyeballs um then it's you know it's going to pay dividends and the, the trailers i've seen for it the studio has done a really good job with marketing that because she really the character that she's created really does look rather intriguing now again was it worth the 25 mil oh i mean yet. can you imagine if, if we got paid that i mean that'd be nuts we'd well we'd all be retired you know i'd be on to my next film do you think that her $25 million is going to bring back a big, big, big return? I think or, the IP or, or, was good, you know, to, to start with. I don't, you know, I don't know that they had to get, go all out like that. Um, and I don't know that if she's at that level yet, I think she's getting there and potentially close, but certainly we'll find out. Um, I think they're putting the marketing behind it enough that they're going to definitely get some eyeballs there. Good. So let's go. First of all, I want to like give you like ch check out ArcadiumEntertainment.com. That's an actual agency I have, and we rep a lot of people who are like A minus B plus B minus type actors, but have been in a lot of stuff. Plus, we've had a bunch of them on the show. So if you need anybody, I might be able to like get you some people. And 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 now I want to go to your Kickstarter campaign because like your Kickstarter campaign for the it's called the Rangers. It's on, how, how yep. do people find how do people find the Kickstarter campaign? I made it really easy. So if you go to the Rangers film, the Rangers plural, the Rangers film.com, it'll push you right to us. Okay. And like, how come you're only trying to raise 60 grand? So this is the deal, right? So you, you start out with the fan base. You're trying to go after and raise X amount of dollars for whatever project you have. And now part of the crowdfunding is the Fun, the, the fans have the ability to green light projects. And so it's actually kind of brilliant. You're not just out there begging for money. It, it's twofold. You're trying to get funding, sure. But you're also trying to build the fan base. I'm trying to prove to myself, potential other investors, that there's a viable business opportunity here that fans will embrace it should we put it out there. And so at minimum, for $50,000, we can get 30 minutes of footage out there. Uh, if I go to 150,000, that will get me to the point where I can do a feature. I can at least get it into post-production. And I believe I have the ability to raise the, the rest of the money to get it through to distribution. I've already shown our teaser to a distributor and they're very interested in representing us if we do a feature. Now, someone might ask, well, why are you only going to do 30 minutes? Well, the internet has changed so much. Hulu, Amazon, Crackle, even Netflix is all ordering original content, and they're ordering yeah. it differently. They're not just ordering it in, in the feature 90-minute segment. House of Cards is a great example. House of Cards kind of changed the game for a lot of things. So if they're all looking for original content and they're willing to take it in that 30-minute increment, going TV or going to 30-minute route is not a loss for me. It's just a different way to do storytelling. In fact, TV in some way gives you longevity because you get, you know, 
12 episodes of an hour piece, you know, or something like that, they order them. So it's not like it's a loss, but we're using Kickstarter because it, it's again, twofold. It allows the funding and it proves concept. You know, it allows me to prove that there's a fan base here. Absolutely. I have to ask you a question and you don't have to answer. Are you over 30? I am. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm uh, 41. So I've, uh, I want to, I just want to say to you that you are probably one of the most brilliant people I've ever spoken to in this business. One of them. And I've spoken to many. You certainly know your <laughs> stuff. You answer quickly. You are exciting. You're energetic. And I wish I were in your next movie so I could get to know you better. <laughs> you go. Actually, you're Ron's a fantastic You're done. I'm casting you. I just finished a, a movie. He's a fantastic actor. Right. He's got he's got like six movies on the and a reality show coming up uh, that he's. But seriously, you should know your stuff. If you need an over fifty, really good looking actor who can be rugged, you should like anyway, consider him. Also, I just want to ask you a crazy question. If you were casting Michael Caine, sure. what would you what would you offer him for salary, just for the hell of it? Michael Caine's been oh, in a hundred thousand movies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and I've read, uh, like, his acting book. I mean, you're talking, like, the, the grandfather. Just to have him on set, this is a guy that would walk on set, and your whole crew would be lifted and elevated just because a man like this, his stature and presence, would elevate you. Um, I mean, easy for a cameo, just to get the guy to walk on set, I'd offer him 50 grand. Easy. No, no, I, 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 that's actual, all just 50 grand? Yeah, I, I'm talking, that's, like, you know, you're talking under 30... Three minutes or less. So you're talking four hours worth of work tops. Fly the guy in overnight, put him up in a nice hotel, offer him for, now whether or not I get that or not. If you go through the agency, that's the other caveat. If I get directly to the actor, they may consider it. Why? Because they love the story. They want to help me out. If I have to go through an agent, I'll never get to them. Because an agent I, I agree that with offer, that. And, and they see that offer and go, you're ridiculous, you're crazy, because they're only looking at their percentage. And he's getting so many offers right now that it's not worth the agent's time to even pass the script on to him. He wouldn't even get notified. Yeah, so I you got to bring it. I mean, you're talking, you know, half a million probably. I had a TV show out in California a few years ago. It was called Set the Record Straight. And I interviewed all the great celebrities of Hollywood, Tony Curtis, Jane Russell, um, millions more. The, the legends of Hollywood. And probably yeah. nine out of ten of them said, Managers screw everything up. They prefer it when they are contacted privately by the producer. They can negotiate better. Exactly what yep. you said. The manager only cares about his commission. He doesn't give a damn about the actor's work. I agree with you on yep. that point. Hey, hey, Ron, just as a, as a, as a plus, because like, Ron and I, we're super involved. We have a production company. Uh, we're working on a film also, but we have the radio show. We're sponsored by the largest indie record label in the world for soundtrack distribution. Uh, and awesome. And I uh, like that thing that you're saying about getting to the people directly. You should kind of like go back and see who's been on the show um, because like we're basically friends with like a lot of people and and I, I might be able to help get you a lot of people directly. And in return, maybe you give Ron a cameo in your film. <laughs> no, I love it, man. I love it. No, I mean, you know, isn't that kind of the indie spirit is we got We got to take care of each other. You know, no, I mean, absolutely. that's the way we're all going to do it. But Ron, you know? the, reason, the reason that I was asking you a lot of the questions that I did is because I feel 
exactly, must be in the name, I feel exactly as you do. You answered yeah. every single question the way I answer a question. I adore red. I, I wouldn't work with anything but red. And everybody yells yeah. at me, it's, it's old, it's not good anymore, there's better. I said, no, but red gives you a sense of feeling in the film. It's a beautiful quality that nobody else yeah. gives you. I, I feel anyway. Don't you think that your, your, and your CGI is the most important thing if you're doing fantasy? And what about your camera, per, your head camera guy? Isn't he the most, the, the camera director? Cinematographer. What is it called? The CG? Yeah. C, the, what is it? Cinematographer. You're, you're Cinemat- DP. The, DP, Yeah, you're, right. you're director of photography, yeah. Now, yeah. I, 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 wor- was, I worship I my DP. I worship the DP. Yeah, he you know, t- some people, they get intimidated by that, and they don't want someone better than them. You know, they're the director. They want to be on set. They should be the tallest head in the room. And that's not true. Your DP... I mean, my DP is way better than me as far as technically and, and even helping me create the aesthetics of the image. I mean, I would be foolish not to bring this guy's caliber on, on set. And he's, he's a young guy, too. And he's phenomenal. Brian Pennington. Your DP brings the film to the viewer's eye the way it should be brought because he's in the camera and he's looking right. at it. If it looks good and it's interesting and it works and it's moving, he brings it to our eye. A director is watching the actor's work. That doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. go to our eye. It's the camera that, but that camera is our eyeball. I love you. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying. How could so I, I want to go back. You? I want to go, I want to go back to the whole indie thing. I think you're right about that. I think all the <laughs> indie people, you know, basically we're like, cause we're an independently produced radio show and we're one of the most, uh, not to toot a horn, but we are like one of the most popular ones. We have over a million listeners a week, and I think that that uh, the whole the whole idea of like everybody like working together to make it work works, and that's and and that's the way it's got to get done when you don't have you know fifty million dollars to make a movie. Well, I wish right. we were work. I wish we were working with you, Ron. <laughs> I, I yeah, same. So, you know, I mean, I, who I knows? It's so a small happy. world, right? Well, you know why? Because yeah. I, have, I have a lot of arguments with certain peoples about my views, and they don't necessarily agree with me, and I get frustrated because they think because I'm 50 that I'm over the hill. They don't do that anymore nowadays. It's different. Bullshit. Film is film. Yeah. I've been doing film since I'm 19 years old. I was movies with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. That's how far I go back. Film has not wow. changed at all. The cameras have, right. the techniques have... But the basic idea of film is to get a story beautiful, visually beautiful, interesting to the viewer. That's what yep. a film is. Agree. So let's go to your Agreed. Rangers film. Tell us what the Rangers film is actually like. Give us a, like a, a quick rundown of what is it about. Oh, man, I've never been more excited than a script that we've developed for this. Basically, it started out with, if you look at Lord of the Rings and you have this character Strider sitting in this tavern and he's puffing on his pipe, he looks mysterious. I had the question, who is this guy? His character's name is Strider, but who is this, this ranger? And so I began to dive into the rangers. And it's not set in Middle Earth. I created this whole universe. You know, I even grew up in the 80s where we had the Jedi and at least what I thought the Jedi were in the 80s. Um, I kind of act through that in there. So you put that all in a blender, and that's kind of what I've come up with. So you have our main protagonist, Lieutenant Wolf, is out with his elite rangers. Think of the Navy SEALs of their of their world. And they're out on the borderlands on the periphery, and they begin to uncover this reawoken darkness, this evil that they long since forgot had forgotten and, and thought vanquished long ago. But it's starting to resurface, and it comes in the form of orcs and dark elves and the many things that are out there and you go on this journey of this as this rookie joins them through the eyes of the rookie and the veteran together they start to thwart the path of this evil 
And again, I've done it in a 30 minute segment as well as a long form of a feature. I'd love to do the feature. That's the world I know, but the audience will, will help me to determine that. So I, absolutely, I can't wait to get it Sounds out there. Good the to teaser me. was fun. I've got, you know, you could see on the, on the teaser, you could see how cool the orcs look. Um, I mean, they look legit, you know, um, hopefully it's very cinematic in nature. So I think we're really going to do, uh, the, the story justice. It's been a lot of funny create. I can't wait to pull the trigger on it. Well, you, so cer- you certainly know your stuff now on a lighter question. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go. Cause I don't want to skip this. Oh, okay. Let's go back. So like if everybody wants to find out more, they go to the Rangers film on Kickstarter and they can also follow you on Twitter. And what's the Twitter handle? Same thing. It's at the Rangers film. Um, and you can you. of course find us on uh, Facebook. I believe it's facebook.com slash the Rangers film. Everything is the Rangers film. But if you go to the Rangers film.com on Kickstarter, you'll see all the links there and everything else, you know, and it's all about building the army. You know, some people say, well, I don't want to give a dollar. That's all I have. That's phenomenal. Give a buck because it shows your support. You're saying you're with us. You're standing with us. And if you're, if you enjoy fantasy, like I do. And at this point in my career, I'm trying to get, trying to brand myself. I'm trying to, you know, say, Hey, Ron Newcomb, he's the fantasy independent film guy. And that's what I'm trying to do currently. Perfect. Go ahead, ahead, Ron. Okay, here's my question. Are you married? I am, and I have three little girls. I started a little late, so, uh, yeah. I I can't continue because I have a daughter. (laughs) And my daughter is a blonde, green-eyed beauty. She was first runner-up in Miss America. She is nothing like what it sounds like when they're those Barbie dolls. She's the nicest girl (laughs) We're all Italian, Italian descent. All my daughter wants to do is get married, have children, run a home, and love her husband. So if you have a friend laying around, please give me a call. I want to get them married off. There you go. And the other one is on this yeah, you're probably going to get texts and tweets. The message room is probably blowing up right now. <laughs> I hope so. And the, and the other one, that's the other old maid, is Deirdre, who's on our show this afternoon. She's our Hollywood vixen, who is ro- currently in New Orleans filming uh, D-Train? D-Train, yeah. D-Train with Jack Black. She's a redhead, oh, awesome. be- beautiful redhead with blue eyes. So I've got two old maids. So if you have a couple of friends that are looking for wives, please give me a call. <laughs> that's funny. Love it. I will. Okay. All right, everybody. So and I want to work with you one day. I want to meet you. I like you. I want to put hey, you in this, our this file. Is a very, this is a very raw and gritty Rangers. So 50 is not old. That, you know, that's what we want. We want that grittiness, that rawness. So I might, might be giving you a call. Absolutely, please do. Please please do. do. He's awesome. And I certainly, and I'm not blowing smoke up your butt either. I'm putting you in our files, and don't be shocked. We may be calling on you one day to help us out number. with the project. There you go. We may need you to help it. us out with the project. There you I'm go. I'm very serious. I love it, guys. If, you know, if your listeners are out there and they're looking for any type of independent film, question or thought, it's a small world. Shoot me, a, you know, a message and email. I'd be happy to answer or help where I could. Well, Thank you so much. For that for that gracious givings, I'll do anything you want. If, if you need any information, movie stars, whatever, I'll call yeah, me. I know I you. know everybody in Hollywood. I mean, as far as great legendary stars, like Tab Hunter, if you need somebody that age, or El- Lainey Kazan, people like that, they're pals of mine. And I could always get awesome. them in one of your films yeah. very reasonably. Between the two of us, we know a lot of a lot of like a lot stars. Of, a lot and of so stars. if you need any help, you let us know. And we want to thank it. you for we want to thank you for coming on the show. We yes, also want to thank Clint Morris from October Coast and Publishing for setting this interview up. Congratulations yep. on Rise of the Fellowship. Good luck with the Rangers. And if we can help yep. and be a part of it, let us know. Great and we'd luck, love to. Ron. You're a godsend. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, seriously, guys. It's guys like you that give us a voice. Um, it's the only way independents are going to have a voice. So I appreciate you taking the time out to have me on. 
Absolutely. Well, we got, loved it, dude. Have a great weekend. Thank and, you so much. And you come back whenever you, you like. Guys, if you got stuff, if you need you, more things to promote, you, you just come let back. us know. You, you, you're welcome. Roger here. that, guys. Anytime. All righty. Thanks, Ron. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks, baby. guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Now, that's a, that's an intelligent man. Iris, uh, people in the chat room says you should stop trying to marry off Deidre. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I want a grandchild. Tell it. Well, tell somebody in the <laughs> chat room to give me one of their kids. That's funny. That was funny. If, if everybody in the chat room, if you have an extra kid laying around you don't want, give it to me. I want a grandchild. Come on. You girls out there and boys out there, you have grandchildren. I want one. So, you guys, in a little while, and uh, Deidre's going to be calling in in probably about 10 minutes. I want to actually play um, I want to play uh, a song by Andrew DeLeon uh, because I've got three songs, and we won't be able to play them all while he's on because we're going to play so people can hear a little bit uh, of what he sounds like. Basically, he was on America's Got Talent, and he, he became uh, known because he's very Marilyn Manson-y looking, and he sang opera. And now he's doing kind of like opera dance music, and uh, I'm going to play one of his new songs, and then we're going to play a little bit of Ave Maria when he's on and, and his new single, Counterfeit Lover. But we're going to play my release first just so people can hear it. This guy is super talented. He's young. <clears throat> He has an album out right now called Black Lights. Uh, Chad, you ready for, for my release? Ready, Jimmy. All right, everybody. So this is going to be our next guest. He's coming on in a minute. Hey, Ken Pettigrew, what's up? Turn into the Ken Pettigrew Show Thursday nights at 9, 8 p.m. Pacific time. KenPettigrew.com. This is Andrew DeLeon's My Release.
with the actor. Chad! Yo! That was my release by Andrew DeLeon, everybody. I know. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, Ron and I are like talking because Ron is so impressed with Ron Newcomb and all his like work and the things that he's doing. So it's like super fun. You and- know, being in the business all of these years, I've heard so many people talk about doing a film and they really don't know what they're talking about. They're bluffing or they're learning or they're just trying to con you out of money. This guy knows everything. He's, he's articulate. He's fabulous. He's quick. He's going to be a very famous director one day. You'll see. Give this guy another five years. He's going to be doing major films, big budgets. There you go. How'd you like Michael Caine for fifty thousand? Wow, I liked it for three so, mi- for three minutes of work. That's worth it, Michael Caine. So what's up, everybody in the chat room? If you just joined the chat room, you can hit the ITV button and see Ron and I. We want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. Guest sharing: Carla Floor, Valley, Ken Pettigrew from the Ken Pettigrew Show, Irish Ginger, Ron Boudreau. There's a whole bunch of other people. I can't see them all, uh, but I'm working on it. And uh, we're going to have another guest coming on. Deirdre's going to be calling. Here we have Ileana, Wanda, Lori, guest Noah, guest Bonnie, and the 14 other people uh, what, that are in there, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to have Andrew coming on at 4.15. In the meantime, we're going to like... Well, I have some something more. to say. I'm, real, I'm really excited, totally excited, because Jimmy and I are going next week to see Lily McLeod perform, That's right, Monday who night. I love to death. She's another great performer. You've got to see Lily McLeod, everybody. She's four and a half hours of nonstop Michael Jackson, Tina Turner, Patti LaBelle. She sings like an angel. She's gorgeous. Her show is beautiful. She's all sparkles and tinsels. She's got a full band. She's got backup dancers. She's a Las Vegas review that comes to your hometown. And she was on X Factor, and her X Factor audition video has like close to 10 million plays. And she was awesome. And she's older than she looks. No, we don't say that. Jimmy, stop that. I'm older. I'm younger than I look. That's, I mean, she, I I mean she's older than she looks. She's. She's yeah, she is older than. No, she she's was. not. She looks very. She's younger than what she is. Is what he wants to say. Isn't she looks younger. Thing? Isn't that the same thing? She's no, it's older not. Than she looks. You don't use the O L D E R word. Okay. Never. Uh-huh. Use anyway, the she looks word. like a very young person, but she's. She looks years younger than. Fabulous. Her, than, she looks years younger than what she is. I mean, like doesn't years. make her out to be an old bag. She's still a young girl, but she's gorgeous. Now that's going to be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I don't have the club. Or the address, but I'll. You could just go to her. You could just Google her. I'm sure yeah, it's on some or kind of if we counter. can get it, we will say it before the show's end. So everybody, pile out, go see her, meet Jimmy and I. We'll be there, and we'll take you through it. And if you're really nice and you want to meet Lily, maybe we can get you to meet Lily after the show is over. And then the next day, we're getting on a plane and coming down to visit Chad. Right, come Chad. Come on down, <laughs> fellas. Come on down. We'll leave the light on for you. Well, because we get in on Tuesday and we do a show with you on Wednesday, so we could see what you're eating. Follow the yellow brick road. There and I, wa- I want to see how much weight you lost because you lost so much weight because you're fasting. I didn't say that because I'm fasting. No, I just eat different foods. It's like no, I, I thought no- you. I thought you were fasting for the holiday. I am. I'm only got fruits and vegetables going on, but it's not like a tremendous amount of weight is falling off. But I definitely notice uh, it's slowly coming off. Oh, I thought you'd be like a size six by now. No, I'm not. I'm not like a, <laughs> a what do you call those toxic dieters? No, I'm doing it the smart way, Ron boy. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. He didn't, get, he didn't get the joke. I thought no, you were I didn't. <laughs> so, Chad, what I is this picture? I don't know my sizes. Just, Chad, what's the picture you just sent me? Oh, somebody was trying to call in. I sent you a picture of the uh, the phone number. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. So, what, whoever's trying to call in. Do I know in, the number? No. I don't even what, know what area code What's the first area code? 440. 
440. I don't know where 440 is. But Where's 440, Chad? Anyway, we're not taking any calls, anybody, because we're calling. Oh, wait. wait. That, that won't be Deirdre, though, would it? Oh, yes, it is Deirdre. She doesn't have a 440 area code. Who knows with her? She's in Orleans now. Maybe she got an Orleans number. Orleans, I'm checking now. Oh, uh, if it calls back. You know, Deirdre, she changed If it calls numbers. back, that could have been no, Deirdre. that's Ohio somewhere. Here comes, okay, here no. comes Deirdre now. There she okay, is. Okay, there we go. Hello, Vixen. Hey Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, baby. Hello, lovers. How are you? Ooh la la. Good. Ooh la la. I'm in the Paris room, so I thought I would talk about love. Oui. I'm on Ooh. Royal Street right now, and I'm at the famous Paris room, which is a beautiful ballroom. I'm looking at a um, Toulouse-Lautrec mural oh. in the Paris room. Oh. Not an original, of oh. course, but oh, get a get a razor, get a razor blade, take it off the wall, bring it to me. <laughs> it's not. That was huge. And it's oh, not it's, real. I like big. I like big art. Oh, it's not real. Yes. It's a copy. No, it's not. I wish it was a real Toulouse. Are you serious? No, no and the I, crystal I love... chandeliers and the hardwood floors and the floor to ceiling, you know, uh, revolutionary style windows. Oh, it's just breathtaking. I, I should be in a big hoops, you know, hoops skirt gown, and I should be ballroom dancing and having some absinthe and, you know. With the gorgeous, with the gorgeous young prince who wants to marry yes, you. Exactly, and, and have babies. Mm-hmm. And have babies. Wouldn't that Can't be one? That, that, that would be a dream come true. So how are you, my dear? Did you hear I about my lovely. Did you hear about my auto accident and my stay in the hospital for a day? Wasn't that stupid? Yes, it was. It was terrible and I'm so happy that it was just a little fender bender and you're okay. Yeah, I just so. injured my shoulder a little bit, that's all. Yeah. No biggie. No biggie. Good. Good. So, so, so Deirdre, my- we're gonna have this lady, her name's Adria Tenner. And she's going to be okay. coming on. She's going to be coming on the show like at the end of the month. And she's she was in that film, The Artist, and she's a regular on Mad Men. But she's also one of the leads in D Train with Jack Black. <laughs> oh my God! Excellent. So we can talk shop a little bit. That's yeah. Fabulous. So we can talk shop. And next week we have uh, Spivak. Jeffrey. What's Jeffrey Spivak coming on? Yeah. And and he wrote a book about bu- Buzz. But I, I forgot Berkeley. Bugsley Berkeley, very famous Hollywood. Bugsy, yeah, you Bugsy, know him. Bugsy Berkeley. Bugsley. Yes, Busby Berkeley. He's a famous, famous Buzz, choreographer. He's Busby. no, it's Busby. It's it's B U S B Y. Busby. Yeah, Busby. He, Buzz, yeah, Buzzy. all of the all of the kaleidoscope moves that you see right. in in all the choreography and the movies from the 30s and 40s. That was him. That was his genius. Uh, he came up with that, and he just set a trend with it. So I'm very excited was, about ca- that because ca- it's really beautiful. Ca- camera mounted to the top of the studio shooting down and the first time he ever did that was in the film with Eleanor Powell she was a famous tap dancer in 1932 and uh, he and Berkeley put his camera up there and they all thought he was out of his mind you know what do you want to shoot the top of of her head dancing and then he brought on the people and he did this kaleidoscope and of course it was a sensation it's going to be yeah. cool we well, got I'm lots really of great excited. guests Yes, yeah, and do. I and I may, and he's a, he's our four fifteen guest to make sure that you're on. Okay, yeah, good, excellent. It's going to be so awesome. I, just, I know, I'm so excited. To, I, you know, I love old school Hollywood, and 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 my dad and I used to watch so many of those movies when we were kids. My dad used to make my sister and I watch them. You know, and and as a kid, I would kick and scream because it was black and white. It was this and that, and I didn't really understand it. But now that I'm an adult, and I look back, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the craft. So Cla- classical films, classical writing, classical. Photography. Everything, yeah. But hello, chat room. I just want to say, I see we have a lot of people in there. We have a lot of Canadians. Hello, A. Oh, and are you in the chat people. room? 
Um, I, I was you. earlier, but I can't okay. be on the chat room and be on my cell phone, so I, I had to choose. There you go. <laughs> so. uh, is, that, is, is that film winding up, D-Train? Oh, I think so, yeah. They're still filming it now, but um, I think it's going to go until the end of uh, April, I think. Oh, okay. So, what's new, what's yeah. new for you? Any other film work? Nothing. No, not right now. I have an audition on Sunday for uh, Jurassic Park, so we'll see what happens with that. I don't want to talk too much about it, but... No, don't, um, don't, don't. Yeah, but fingers crossed we'll say nothing big, but nothing small either. There's no such thing as small parts, only small actors. So there you go. <laughs> I don't care if, I, if I'm just, you know, featured or if I have five lines. It doesn't really matter as long as I'm on that set, as long as I'm a part of the filmmaking process. I'm, I'm, I'm happier than a pig in. You know, That's please. what I say. I'm happier on a film than checking yeah. out people's things at Walmart. Yeah, I mean, I could care less. You know, it's like, I, I'd just rather, even just to stand there, just to absorb it and watch, and watch all the great talents. and The energy, the energy, the yeah. energy of the every, film set. And everybody just puts so much of themselves into it, and it's really very, a remarkable moving sheen, machine. So it's just a great mm-hmm. little mechanism that I am to be a part of this giant so, machine. Uh, how, I really many, love it. How many were in crew on uh, the movie J- Train? On Day Train? Oh, I don't know. Um, was it a big crew? Was, big crew? I don't know. Well, I mean, the scenes that, that I was in, our crew was small. It was you know, maybe 50, 60 people. Um, it was a location shot. So, it, you know, it wasn't very... Um, and, and, out of six, or, and out of 60 people, you couldn't meet somebody? No, you know what? It, it's weird. I've worked on some productions where I've gotten hit on and crew members have asked me out. And then I've worked on some productions where people are just extremely professional. And they kind of, while you're on set, they don't really, in the beginning, flirt and do all that um, until they get to know you. Or they'll wait until you are out having drinks afterwards or the movie's about to wrap. Oh, hold on one sec. I'm sorry. I'm doing it. I'm doing a radio show right now, and I just. Security! <laughs> Actually, it's I'm not going to mute it. Everybody. They're asking me why I'm here. I'm, I'm a host on the Jimmy Star show, so we were just talking about the mural, and I wanted to do it in the Paris room from three to four. Do you guys mind if I do that? Say hi to everybody. Hey. <laughs> Excellent. Hey. Tell, tell her we'll give her a plug. Give us Jimmy Star says hello. Put her on the hello? phone. Put her on the phone. Hey, Deirdre, so put her on the Everybody phone. Everybody say hi to Jessica. Other one across to you. Put her hi, on the Jessica. phone. Has to, no, Jessica has to go. She's the general manager of the Paris Room. Very nice people, but that okay. was interesting. <laughs> so, Everybody go um, to the Pirates Room in Maybe New they thought you were going to steal the Latrec, the fake <laughs> Latrec. So when everybody's in New Orleans, please come to the Paris Room. It's a lovely spot. But um, but I do have some gossip to talk about. Um, okay. Good, good. A, lot of, a lot of gossip going ooh, on. Ooh, so, ooh, 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 ooh. Right? So, I'll talk about a fun one. Gwyneth Paltrow and Martin and Chris Martin are splitting. But apparently, from what I've heard from a lot of sources privately, that they've been split for, like, the past year. Apparently, they very quietly, a while ago, all allegedly, of course, decided to amicably separate. And oh, um, nobody always. really knew that. The public really didn't know. I think private people knew. Oh, and separating. Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin. Chris Martin is oh. from Coldplay, and Gwyneth Paltrow, you know Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress. So Funny. she, yeah, apparently they split, but um, I guess way back in September, why pictures are just coming out right now about it, I don't know. She was seen with her kids at a Dodgers game kissing her ex-boyfriend, Donovan, um, Donovan Leach. 
So, oh, wow. Uh, That's yeah. funny, too, because, you know, you never see that. You never hear anything about either one of them because they're both kind of uh, like media Quiet. shy, you know, and yeah. like even though they're both these huge, you know, huge stars, he's huge in the music world. She's huge in the movie world. And so it's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't ever want to see anybody not like get along. So that's too bad. Yeah, no, but when you, get when along. you. No, they're getting along. Chris and, 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 and Gwyneth, apparently, for the sake of the children and as best as they can together, they're, they're actually. It's, yeah, it's but that, that's not, not a not a marriage. Yeah, anyone that marries a guy in a band has a rough life because band people are just a breed of their own. And she doesn't seem to me to be the. I mean, I saw her running around in hippie clothes, you know, trying to look groovy and look like she's with the band. It doesn't work. Gwyneth Paltrow is a, is a class act. She can't dress like that and act like that. No, no, he's in a real classy band. He's like a classy yeah, rock star. But, but yeah. still, it's, it's a band. He's it's, like wear suits kind of classy They rock travel star. all over. Yeah, the, he's British. The, he's like a nice British. They're like a nice British band. They're not punk. They're not, you know, they're very sort of like sleek. I don't want to say hipster because they're not really hipster, but, but they're on that type sort of where you wouldn't really categorize them as, cra- as crazy or um, avant-garde or... Yeah, but still, you know. if Gwyneth were married to a guy that was home all the time with the children, like a normal lifestyle, it would have been an easier marriage. It's very difficult for two people in the business to be married. We all know that. I like Gwyneth Paltrow. She's a fine actress, and she's a very nice girl. That's funny, because I've never been a Coldplay fan, really, like when they were really I popular. Love Coldplay. I, I kind of like them afterwards. Well, you don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, do you? No, no, Coldplay. Um, no, I don't think you like so. You've met her? I like her. No, I Did like you? her. Did you I've meet her? her. No, I've met. never met her. But okay. I, I like her. I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's okay. She's but, okay, so, so now for more of the trendy, trashy gossip, which That's has been trending like. and buzzing all over town, all over the world. Everybody's boycotting Vogue. Anna Wintour decided to have Kim and Kanye on their cover her donned in a wedding gown and him in a suit. And everybody is flipping out because they're really going to represent a marriage and let alone celebrities getting married for Vogue. It's just, everybody's just saying, I mean, Uh, Kanye West is a super famous, but rude as hell rapper. And Kim Kardashian Kardashian, are on the cover of of Vogue. They're on the cover of Vogue representing weddings. Kim Col- Kim- said that she was the only cover that Kim, the, the only cover that Kim Kardashian should be on is the cover of Toilet Paper or Sluts 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 Weekly. I mean, something. she's disgusting. She's Big not even girl. I don't think so. I think she look. If you wash her face off, you could. She could haunt a house. They're on the cover though, saying that their TV show is over. Kim <clears throat> called it quits, and that the ratings are really low because Bruce Jenner's turning into a woman. <laughs> right. Well, he, he doesn't have far to go. <laughs> He just needs tits. And he's, uh, yeah. No, he's, got, he's having a sex change yeah, operation. Yeah, I'll tell you, all he needs is tits. He looks like a woman now. But when, <laughs> I, was in, when I saw Lara Spencer last down in Miami, her makeup man was making her up. And Lara said to me, he's Kim Kardashian's makeup man. So I said to him, I said, how come you're not putting on half the war paint on Lara that you put on the other one? And he said, because Lara, you want her looks to come through. 
the other one, he said, we paint over her face. I think that's funny because I think, I think they're. I She's think, painted over. She's all black eyes. I, I mean, everything on her is a face painted on his skin. I can't stand Kanye West. I mean, I know he's I like super famous and everything, but ever, I, I, I used to like think he either. was okay. But ever since he screwed over Taylor Swift at the MTV Awards or whatever awards that was, or the Grammys or whatever that was, like ever since he did that, I just so think he's, he's a marrying piece of junk. Kim Kardashian. There, yes. Yeah, they have Didn't a baby. She, but didn't she just get married? That's who she married. Uh, uh, I think. No, but didn't she get married a couple of years ago, months ago? No. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. To no, him. She did get married to Chris Humphreys for like oh, 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about right. that. Right. And then she's gone to another one for oh, 10 yeah, she minutes. She got paid $17 yeah. million dollars and she only stayed married right. for Well, that, for, well, that was you know, a total stunt. That was a publicity if, if a man doesn't make her want to stay, maybe she should try girls. No doubt. Wow. So, uh, Wanda in the chat room says she thinks Bruce Jenner is going to be a beautiful woman. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. He looks like a burn victim. He looks he now does. like a burn victim. <gasps> That's I, funny. I don't. Uh, he's got to have Kardashian's makeup man paint over his face to make him look like a woman. So he's so, not really going to be a sex change. So you guys, we got to actually hey, call. Jimmy, we got to call our guest. He's not really going to be a sex change. I don't know. That's just a stupid rumor. No, it's, it's everywhere. I, if you Google it on the internet, it says it everywhere. So maybe. Why on earth would he want to be a woman? He's ugly. No man's going to go out. You with should him. see his fingernails, Ron. Get a close up of those. It's kind of a giveaway. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, having a maybe, and he maybe already has Jenner boobs. will be a lesbian when he has his sex. I change. just want to see him on the new box of Wheaties. No, Chris Jenner, Chris, Chris Jenner can now go out with Chastity Bono. There you go. And they'd make a perfect screwed up couple. Who's who and what's what? And where did what no, go Chris where? Jenner, Bruce Jenner, Bruce Jenner, not Chris Jenner. Chris oh, Jenner's oh, yeah, Bruce Jenner. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, Bruce. so who's our guest? Who are we calling? Okay, so we're going to call Andrew Delion. He was on America's Got Talent two years ago. He has one of the most highest audition videos uh, in like YouTube you know, history over like almost close to 30 million views. He's very Marilyn Manson looking and he sings opera. And oh, he was a huge, he was a huge hit. He's super cool. Everybody in the chat room's here to see him. So we're going to give him a call and get going. So let's go, chat. Let's call him. Hi, the Captain. chat room's going crazy. I'm giving out. She's Deirdre, got Captain. Deirdre, he's cute. Flirt, Deirdre. Flirt with him. He's cute. I know. He just added me. Um, he just followed me on Twitter. So flirt with him. You're, you're a cougar. You like him young. I do like him young. <clears throat> this one, he's very cute. He wears a lot of eye makeup. Too much okay. like like Kardashian's makeup artist. I don't know where he is, but he should be coming. Let's see. I'm going to double check that number and make sure it's the right number. I heard he's very I don't know, shy. It is the right number. It is the right number because what did it say? Oh, we didn't hear it. The answering machine said, don't call it here back because we don't want to hear from you. No, it didn't. <laughs> so it said, if this is the Jimmy Star show, drop dead. We don't want to hear from you. No, it didn't. I'm not doing the Jimmy Star show. No, he's he's it, on Twitter and he's no, tweeting. It said Ron Russell's allowed to call, but not Jimmy Star. Tell him Star. to call That's us. Say, say call the radio station. There you go. <laughs> so, daughter, when am I going to see your gorgeous face again? I miss you. Never. That's good. That, that's the happiest thing I heard all day. <laughs> no, probably. You'll, you'll, I don't know. You'll probably see me at, at Christmas. <laughs> oh, not not Easter. No, I'm not coming home for Easter. Easter's nothing. Got that 440 calling again, Ron, or Jimmy? I don't know who that is. You don't answer it just in case. Let's find out who it is because I'm looking up Andrew's number. Here, go ahead and tell you. Ready? Hello, hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Who's this? My name is Alice. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland I rocks. Talk... Pardon me? Cleveland rocks. And why well, are you It certainly calling? does. And why well, are you I... calling? 
Fields. I'm calling to talk to Andrew DeLeon. I spoke to him in July on another radio program. We're trying to do I, the same thing. I know you're trying to get through to him, and he's a sweetheart. Um, I'm sure he knows about it. He's been Twittering all the time about... Uh, He's tweeting about getting on uh, the show and he's, telling he's us to call it. him. So here's what we're going to do. We're I'm the like... Cleveland attorney who went goth. He'll remember that because I talked to him in July when he was oh. on another radio show. We'll let him know. Oh, we're cool. going we to hang up with you because we're going to try and call him back, but we'll let him know. But you and know if you're what? I have two questions if I can't get through. These are the two questions. When is his album his new album going to be released we'll yeah. talk about that and will he get a post office box number we've all been trying to send uh -huh. him gifts and no one can send them gifts because we don't want to well, bother his parents well, good point. you know what you do yes don't bother him sending him gifts send them to me <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you, them will one, you will look wonderful in goth clothing i am sure i don't you think so I'm a, I'm a little old <laughs> well for that's goth. the gifts everybody sends him gothic clothing if uh, i dress sweetheart if we i dress if I dressed in goth, I'd look like a corpse. Thank you for calling. We appreciate <laughs> it. Okay, just if tell him Alice the Cleveland Lawyer. Alice, okay, Alice. Alice the Cleveland Lawyer. Bye, Bye. Alice. Thanks. Alice, Bye, thank Alice. you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Alice the Cleveland Lawyer. Hey, hey Chad, funny. try it again. But <laughs> from it, Boca. From She's Boca. from Boca, darling. Forget about it. This is from New York. Oh, you're from New York. I heard you're New York. I'm trying one more time Let's here, Jimbo. This time, if he doesn't answer, though, like, hang up. Roger. Where's the uh, message? I'm looking for the message. Caller, go I ahead. Heard, I, I heard he was shy. Maybe he's shy. Real shy. Maybe he got an infection from his eye makeup. <laughs> Hello? There you Andrew! go! Hello! Hi! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you. Alice from Cleveland, who's a lawyer, just called. We thought maybe it was you since we missed you the first time we <laughs> called, and she... She like loves you, dude. So like, welcome She's to the Jimmy Star Show. She wants you to get a post office box so that all your fans can send you presents. And she wants to know about the new album, which I told her we'd try to talk about. But I'm just mentioning all that since we were on the phone with her for five minutes just a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Oh, no, it's a twister. Before we get started, let me uh, let me uh, introduce you to everybody. Starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, guy, how are you? Happy that you're on our show. And uh, what is all that rumbling? Are you fighting with somebody? No, I'm. Uh, it's a fight scene. There. there. Oh, good, uh -huh. good, good, good. Yeah. So now, if I, I I read that you're shy and you're sort of quiet, I guarantee after 20 minutes on this show, you will be demented, wild, oh, and having a great time. <laughs> Well, so, uh, so I'm I shy and quiet before. See, now I'm just a fucking lunatic. Am I looking <laughs> no, that's that? Not, you know, I don't know if you know who Betty Davis was, but she said, fasten your safety belts. It's going to be a bumpy day. Bumpy ride. Uh, bumpy <laughs> ride. Is Alice still there? Yeah. Alice from New York. Alice. No, no, no that's Deidre. That's your daughter. Oh, that's I thought it was Alice from New York. I didn't want to interrupt the Mahjong game. You guys are getting too far ahead. Then we have our, our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Then, then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. <laughs> Welcome to the show, sir. 
thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. We have a chat room full of people, and they've been patiently waiting for you. So if you could give a shout-out to the chat room. Of course. Are they listening right now? Yeah, they're yeah, listening. They're listening. You're li- oh, yeah, you're live right now, dude. Uh, you're like, everybody's listening. <laughs> you're on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I feel stupid. That's Okay. You got Sharon and Lori McAllister, and I don't know. Some of these people have been are like big fans. Like everybody on Twitter that's been tweeting is in the chat room. So just give a big shout out to everybody in the chat room. They're very excited to have you on. And 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 if you guys have questions for him, you can like send me some questions in through the chat room. I would say screw the chat room. Go after Alice. She's sending gifts. <laughs> Alice is calling. She's calling right now. She said she's sending you goth clothing, but I'm too old to wear. Because I told if you can't send them to him, send them to me. She said you're too old to wear goth clothing, which is true. <laughs> if I dress goth, I'd look like a corpse. There so, we go. Listen, oh, wow. listen, listen. I, I, I used to have a voice that's magnificent, and I was shocked when I heard you sing like a soprano colacatura almost. I have to ask you a question. Don't get offended. Did you ever think of working in drag and singing like an opera singer? You could be sensational. Hmm. You know, I, I like to think of it already as somewhat of a drag show. I wear <laughs> way too much makeup than any man should, and I <laughs> well, wear was, higher heels than anyone's mother. <laughs> you're, a cute, you're as cute as hell. You're really cute. If I wasn't married to Jimmy, I would date you because you're cute if you liked you know, men slightly a little older. But <laughs> you're cute as hell. So I can understand why everybody's going gaga over you. I think that's fine. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> what do you think the reason they're going gaga over you is for? Um, I don't know. I think people like uh, something different, and it's very different. I didn't think it was different or weird until someone told me it was. So uh, I honestly don't know. I'm not that self-aware. I can't say what it is that makes them so interested or intrigued, but I'm just glad that they are, and at least it's for something that uh, is you know, for me being myself, so I don't have to change it or anything like that. Oh, it's a, it's a great thing you do. My very dear friend is Tommy Femia. I don't know if you're familiar with his name, but Tommy Femia was a teacher at one of the college and he taught music. Well, whenever Tommy sang, he sounded just like Judy Garland. I mean, you swore it was Judy Garland. Well, one day he got dressed as Judy Garland and now he's won 10 Cabernet Awards. He's like New York's number one uh, cabaret performer and he's really built a fabulous career out of impersonating live uh, Judy Garland. If ever he's in town, go see him. Oh He's my fabulous. god, there's so much. There's there's so many there's so many questions in the chat room. Everybody wants to talk about your new album. I don't want to talk about your new album yet cuz I still want to promote the old album. I want to talk just a minute about America's Got Talent. I'm a like reality show junkie, you know, like and I don't actually watch them during the shows. I go on like YouTube and watch the repeats and stuff. Your America's Got Talent audition has, you know, between the different people who've posted it has like 30 million views, which is you know, very significant. Did you say and views or Jews? Views. It sounds like Jews over here. <laughs> thirty million views. So, so, so. Sound like it was thirty million. It was very Jews. touching. Nobody expected you to sing opera when you came out. Uh, you know, and and at first I wasn't sure that the audience was going to be okay, and then they were overwhelmingly supportive. You got to come back on the show. They brought you back as a wild card when you got eliminated. It was all very. You know, excite. It was exciting for us as as watchers of the show. Tell us just a little bit about it for you. How was it? It was great. I mean, you know, like I've said uh, many times before, it was completely uh, unexpected. You know, I, I expected more of a uh, a negative reaction. You know, I expected all the buzzers to be hit on my first audition. I expected, uh, you know, everyone to boo me and just tell me to get lost, which you know I'm used to. So 
when it was the complete opposite, <laughs> I was very happy. And, um, yeah, getting eliminated was very painful, but being brought back, uh, was also a great experience. So, yeah, I mean, I was definitely nervous through the whole thing, but it was a great experience. It was really fun. And I got to meet a lot of amazing people and it opened well, up a lot of, uh, opportunities for me. Sure. So, so and getting, all all, and getting brought back too was Wait, very validating. And getting Howard Stern off his lazy ass. That was a biggie. You know, Howard don't move. <laughs> He's glued to that chair. He doesn't get that skinny old bag. He he can't even stand up. He's so old now, and he stood up to you. Which is wonderful. I think it's cool, and it's funny because when I when I when you like the way you look to me is not unusual. I work in the music industry, and like I grew up in West Palm Beach, and like when I was young, and I would go clubbing. We had this club. Oh, I forgot. It was like the re- called the reunion room, and another one called Squeeze, and like all the. Oh people my god! Like, I remember those. Sorry. And all the, in, and, all, in and like. And Marilyn Manson, which nobody knew him as Marilyn Manson then, but he was there, you know, and like all the goth people and everything, they were there. And but the goth people would be there, and then there would also be people wearing polo shirts, and everybody just got along, yeah. and everybody was just together, and you were there for the music, you know, and the music was fantastic. Yeah. And and so I come from the generation where like I don't think you're unusual looking, and I can see how other people might, but like I mean, like, like you have a chat room full of women who are all they do is talking about how beautiful you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, like you got it, like really going. So I think the whole. Uh, I, I'm really glad, actually, that your your self esteem and uh, by going on the show has improved. And like you see that there, number one, that you have a talent. Number two, there's a market for your talent. And number three, now you're you know working on it and capitalizing on your talent because what you do is very unusual. It is very unique, and uh, and I think it's fantastic. So kudos and congratulations to you. And the bottom oh, line is, you. you're really cute. Okay, <laughs> you're gonna have every. Every queen screaming in the street, oh, I love him. He's so cute. He's adorable. He's got a chat room full of beautiful women. All the girls are going to be after you, the guy girls, all my pals. Wait (laughs) all the old old queens in Florida see you. They'll be having coronaries one after another. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's really funny about that is I purposely drown my face in makeup to make myself look as unattractive as possible. Well, you didn't do a good job, dear. You did a lot. Yeah, I know. I failed, apparently. You know, we, very, very we, we also, uh, uh, last year in, in October for Halloween, we had Prince Poppycock on the show. Love him. He's a oh, best. And, uh, and, oh, he's a dog. And he's, he's another, fabulous. you know, America's Got Talent alumni fabulous. who's, you know, using his career, who's, who's using the exposure, you know, to forward his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's like, it's a great platform. I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I read in your bio, uh, no, I actually read an interview with you that some of your, you know, you were inspired by Marilyn Manson, but you were also inspired by Sarah Brightman, who I think is like one of the biggest talents like ever, like in the world of music, and uh, and so through all of that, you kind of put together an album, Black Lights, that has a little bit of everything. It's got some opera and it's got your new uh, like like dance opera kind of music and everything. Talk a little bit about the album. Everybody wants to know about the new one, but I want you to talk about the old one. Oh yeah, well because the old one is still going, you know, and um, it's not even old. It's, I think it's been what five months since I. I know that's it. nothing. Like in the that's world. not an old album. That's a new album. Yeah, that's a, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> I guess people consider it old because it was last year, but um, mm. but uh, no, yeah, that that was really fun to make, and that's all I wanted to do was to be able to create something that I would want to listen to, and because uh, I listen to everything, so I said, you know, what the hell, why not make an album with everything on it? And I I listen to it all the time, so Absolutely. that's why there's so much on there. So I, I I think I hear it a Long Island accent. Am I right? Long Island? Yeah. No. Aren't you from Texas? I'm from Texas. Are you kidding? You you do not have a Texas accent. 
I thought a little of a New York Long Island. It sounded New York Long Island a little bit. Texas? No accent. He doesn't sound like George Bush, that's No, he doesn't sound like Texas at all. He doesn't really. I mean, George George Bush barely could speak English. He was such a Texan. So what did your what did your parents like on, on they seemed very amazed when you were on the show. What do your parents think of like all the uh attention and everything now from all of it and are, are they like happy and were they happy that you did it all? You kind of put the whole family out there. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I mean, they bask in all of it. I think they enjoy it more than I do. So <laughs> when we're out in public and you know somebody recognizes me and I usually try to avoid it, but, you know, they kind of throw me out. Um, say, yeah, it's him. <laughs> b- b- bask in the sun. Yeah, bask Now, your it. name is Di Leone, which in Italian means of the lion. So I assume that you're Mexican because if you're from Texas and you have a Spanish name, you're Mexican. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. So your name is Andrew Di Leone. Nice name. Yes. Good. <laughs> Good. Very nice name. I always think of Ponce well, de Leon. Ponce de Leon. <laughs> yeah. Constantly on, exactly. I was trying to figure because all I was pronouncing your last name wrong all week long, thinking like, oh, when I get on the radio, I got to make sure. So that's how, how my reference was Ponce de Leon. <laughs> how do you I say your I, last name? How do you say your last name? Um. Well, you know, I say it one way, but because other people say it so many different ways, it changes. If that okay. makes any sense. Um. I just say de Leon. Okay. De Leon. Okay. Go ahead. An, an Italian, we Some say, say de Leon. Okay, we say, that's what I was saying. We say Di Leone in Italian. Di Leone. Of, okay. Of yeah. lions. Andrew, I have a question about some of your opera singing. I love Puccini. Have you done any, any Puccini? Like Nessun Dorma? That's a great piece from, from Turandot. I don't you know, Puccini, I've recorded my that. version of it, and uh, I, I thought it was going to be on the first album, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. We just didn't have enough time for because we had to release it so soon. Uh, so it didn't end up on there, but there is a recording of me singing this in Dorma. Oh, it's one of my favorite I, arias. Yeah, me too. I would love to hear you sing that. That's great. He has on his album, he has, he has Ave Maria, and he has, what's the other song that's on the album? There's Ave Maria, and then there is the one I auditioned with, um, which is... Uh, yeah, Omi I don't know how to pronounce Caro. that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's Ombra Maifu, which is a handle piece. And the album is called Black Lights, and it's available, you guys, on all the digital download sites. It's awesome. We actually played before you came on my release so people would kind of get an idea of what it was going on. And what I want to do real quick, I, w- I want to play um, Counterfeit Lover so people can hear it. And then uh, uh, once we play it, we'll come back and talk a little bit about it. And, and Chad, keep an eye out for me because I, I, if, if it's too long, I, I don't want to play, play it too long because uh, everybody in the chat room has got questions, but I want to... Uh, I want people to hear it because it's super fantastic. I love it a lot. So, Andrew, how about you introduce it for us? We're going to play... Chad, let's play like two and a half minutes of it or something so we can come back and talk. Roger. All right, everybody. And, okay. Andrew, you hang on, all right? You introduce it for us and then hang on. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, this song's called Counterfeit Lover, and uh, it is on the album Black Lights, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a ballad. It's pretty sad, but it's beautiful, so I hope everybody likes it. There you go. You have 
Yeah, so everybody, that's that's Counterfeit Lover off the album Black Lights by Andrew DeLeon. Beautiful, beautiful voice. I love the words. You had me at I love you. You had me at I need you. Ah, oh, perfect. Thank you. <laughs> all the people are going crazy. They're saying they're going to cry again. They love it. They've written all kinds of questions. Uh, so everybody, this is not, you know, normally an album like, you know, you work an album for like a year and a half or two years. So the fact that, that he's working on another album doesn't mean everybody doesn't need to get this album. It's called Black Lights. It's got great, great songs on it. They want to know if you're going to have another like to die for ballad on your new album. I hope, well, uh, I don't know. I, have, I haven't written one yet. I sure hope. I I think there is going to be one, probably more than one, actually. There you go. They love that. And uh, so, tell them a little. Just to give them something to like. You know, uh, I was going to say something nasty. I was give them no, something no, to no. pine over. Give them something to pine over about the new album because everybody in here they love Counterfeit Lover, but they all want to know. 
They also think you're so cute when you giggle. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Do that giggle. They love it. (laughs) Um, Well, I think think the one thing they really want to know for sure is the, the title. Okay. Give us, I, okay, everybody. So this, do you have a title before you say it? I do have a title, yes. All right, everybody. So it's a world exclusive on the Jimmy Star Show for all the Andrew DeLeon fans. He's going to give you the title of his new record, which is... Drum roll. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the new title is called Dark Tale. Dark Tale. All right. Cool. Yeah. So now, Andrew you, DeLeon's Dark Tales. Okay, with an Are you a religious man? Um, I'd say more spiritual. More spiritual. Because many of the singers that we know, uh, like Lily McLeod, says she gets all of her stuff from Jesus, that he comes through her, and he gives her all her energy because she's on for four and a half hours. And I thought there was, I heard a sort of a spirituality in your voice, and I thought maybe that you were sort of feeling spiritual when you sing this song. Oh, yeah, for sure. Good. It's a great song, by the way. It's a beautiful song. I have a question. Is that song for anybody, or is that song based on anybody? Um, it, the, yes, the song is inspired by a specific relationship that I had. But, oh. um, but uh, yeah, the song isn't... Uh, I don't think I'd ever write anything that was bashing anyone. Right. I think it's just more of a, uh, you know, it is what it is, and... Um, no hard feelings, but, you know, here's right. how I feel about it. Right. That's nice. Okay. You celebrate the love you had. Even though it didn't work out, that doesn't mean that it didn't mean anything to you. The, the love is still important. Just the relationship Absolutely. together is, is no longer. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. That's a very mature approach. All you men out there? Well, it sounds like what pissed him off was the guy was buying him counterfeit stuff with counterfeit money. <laughs> That's why he said, get rid of this counterfeit lover. I want somebody with real bucks. He was buying get him lost. fake Gucci. Don't get buy lost. me fake Gucci, girl. Get lost with your monopoly money. I want counterfeit lover. Well, so I, that's funny. well, I'm definitely no Taylor Swift, so... <laughs> I have a question. I have a question from uh, Wanda Bryant. I had to go back and find one because she wanted me to ask a question. So say hello to Wanda because she's like totally like digs you. And uh, she yeah. writes uh, on Vampiro. Did you and Josh come up with the music first, then write the lyrics, or vice versa? And then she wrote Gina. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was actually it was actually on accident that that song happened. I had already written the lyrics and. Um, uh, Josh and I were in the studio and he was just going through old files of music that he used to make. What's funny about uh, Vampiro is that the instrumental was actually made for a haunted house that he um, that his parents do every year for Halloween. So he, I guess he had played it for them uh, just for there to be scary music. And uh, I had never heard it until then and he played it for me and I was like, this is so beautiful and yet scary at the same time. This needs to be, you know, Vampiro. Absolutely. I actually... Oh, he wants to know if you guys are going to do another album release party when the new album comes out. Everybody everybody wants to come party with you, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say yes. I think there is going to be another album release party. And and do you have any shows coming up? They want to know if there's any shows coming up. Um, Well, once this uh, album is completed, then yes, there'll be uh, promotional shows for for Dark Tales and also performances from uh, Black Lights as well. 
Absolutely. Like, I actually have to say, like, because I actually like, uh, I like the ballady kinds of songs the best. Like, I think Counterfeit Lover, like, it's a beautiful song. I listened to it a bunch over the last couple of days, and uh, I think it's beautiful. I also, because I do like opera, I like all the, uh, um, uh, the other opera stuff, uh, like all the different music that's out there. And, you know, there's an opera guy who won Britain's Got Talent. Now I forgot the guy's name. I have his album. But they just made a movie about him that came out, you know, how he was like a car salesman or something who always wanted to sing opera, and he auditioned when he was like 50, and now he's like considered to be one of the best, Paul, Paul something, he's considered to be Paul like, Potts, you know, one, yeah. yeah, Paul Potts, and now he's supposed to be like one of the, you know, the, the best opera singers like around, and like that would be a really cool thing as you're developing your career for everybody to go back and make a movie on your life too about uh, all the things that you do, because I think that people would really dig it. So I, I have oh, a that, would, that, that would be a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun. People, people, people would be very shocked. I think this guy lives a wild life. Listen, I thought Goth was out. Goth was out. Never. It's still in Goth. I mean, when I lived, oh, yeah. in, when 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 you were a kid, Georgia, you were like six years old, five years old. There was a, Nicole. Nicole's friend was Goth, and that was back years ago. I you know what? It's, goth is very underground, but yet not. It's very mainstream. It's just not, it's kind of something that never blew up. It's just always maintained its, its, um, its lifeness and it, it, it always maintained its, its people, you know, becoming goth. It was never like really, it kind of went through a little trendy spurt there for a hot minute, but then like yeah, the real goth people always stuck with it, you know, so it's always been very prevalent. I haven't seen it in years until this fella came along with it, and he's making it popular again. He's not really. It's, it's just it a look. Yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Maybe, maybe you're not goth. Are you goth? Uh, you know, I don't think so. It's a weird question. It's a weird question because I I will say that I am inspired by uh, the gothic uh, culture and and architecture as well and stories, and I think that comes out uh, right. in the way that I present Music. myself, but I wouldn't title myself a, a goth, you know, right. I wouldn't um, but, like, yeah, it's, it's definitely something that I'm interested in and obviously, um, expressed through music and spirituality and, and uh, my image. Your dark eye makeup almost makes you look like an ancient Egyptian, which is very sexy. I like that dark eyeshadow. I think if I were 21, I'd wear it too. It really makes you. I, no, I'm serious. Don't, I'm not kidding you. I would. I'm crazy like you are. I mean, uh, I would definitely do that. Wait, wait. Do you like horror movies? Oh my. Well, yeah. I mean, that was that's what I was going to do uh, before I got into music. Was actually uh, writing and directing my own horror films. Oh, like we have to. Okay, so now this is like my area because this is my. I'm actually a clothing designer and I dress a lot of the like. Uh, like the legendary like horror people and they're all my friends like Freddy Krueger and I don't know all those people are actually friends of mine we've had them all on the show Doug Bradley who's Pinhead because that's one of my favorite series and Saw and Hostel and all that I, I, and I love all the classic what's your favorite horror movie do you have a favorite or like one of your favorites my favorite is for sure John Carpenter's Halloween oh yeah there you go oh I yeah mean, Halloween's a good one you were supposed yeah, to say Croker Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the film oh. that I'm in that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Croker. It's a scary movie. <laughs> that's what Wait, he go said. back. Halloween. So give me a few more. That's give what me he like said. give me a couple more. Um Halloween, Child's Play, uh Texas Chainsaw, Last yeah, House on the Left. We've had the people from all those shows like on Chris Sarandon actually uh I have an agency that represents people for uh 
appearances, and Chris Sarandon is on our roster, and um, and I'm friends with Alex Vincent, who's the little kid from Child's Play, and uh, yeah. I'm pretty good friends with Danielle Harris, who's in like all the like Rob Zombie ha- Halloweens, and uh, I think it's I think it's aw- like that's my thing, that's my favorite thing. Actually, my favorite movie is The Lost Boys, though, out of all of them, even though it's not really that horror-y. I just the fashion and everything about it uh, was one made it one of my favorites of all time, and then I like the gore horror, like the sh- the the torture porn stuff, like Saw. I like the saws and the hostels and stuff. Uh, or I spit on your grave, or the last. Yeah, I love I spit on Those your grave. Those are awesome. All oh, the originals are great, and the remakes are pretty good. Uh, the too. remakes are good too. Yeah, I I love it that you do that. So that in the future you can do horror movies, and and you can write the music and the scores for it and everything, and like you're like, uh, and you can do the makeup because you're a makeup artist, and you have everything all, all in right, one right. like package and put it all together. There you go. <laughs> I love it, and I thought the. I thought the Killer Tomatoes was an epic film. Yeah, he I likes a cat. Cack- <laughs> he likes that, that and he likes the, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Is, I, 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 sat there, I sat there watching Tomatoes and I said to myself, are you an idiot or what? I can't believe that you're sitting here watching this and I wanted to see the rest of it. It was so stupid and so terrible that I love it. Do you have any yeah, films well, like... Bad films that are so bad they're good. Oh, yes. it was great! It was as a fabulous and the clowns. I love the clowns. It's killer stupid. clowns from out of space. Oh, I love killer movies. Killer, I love it. Death movies. I go hysterical from it. It's a stupid <laughs> I love it. thing. How about like because we've we've only got like three minutes, and so like I want to like uh, like how about is there any uh, who's a popular band out now that like people might know that that uh oh it says you hate clowns in here. Somebody says you hate clowns. They really know a lot Uh-oh. about you, dude. <laughs> Uh, you hate I don't hate they clowns. Scare they scare you. I don't hate clowns. It's just if there was one in nearby, I wouldn't hesitate to set it on fire. So <laughs> but I don't know I if that it. means I hate them. Well, it's an indication. Pennywise. That always makes me think of Pennywise from it. <laughs> So also, we should tell everybody. We should tell everybody. If you're listening now and you want to find out more about Andrew, you can follow him on Twitter. His Twitter is at Andrew Leo De, De Leon. I can't have a hard time De with Leon. that. Um, De Leon. And what's and what's your actual website is is uh, is it uh, is it AndrewLeoDeLeon.com? Yes. Um, you guys can find out all the kinds of things that he's going on. Watch his videos. The biggest thing, you guys, is he's an independent artist, and for independent artists to have money to record new albums, everybody needs to buy everything he puts out. So please support the independent artist. He's such a talent. Uh, go on iTunes, download Black Lights, all the songs, not just the ones you like, but download the whole album. You know, it's not going to kill you to spend twelve bucks and help help independent artists uh, who have had great exposure, who are trying to do something new and bring new things out into the world. You know, support them. It's really, really important and um uh you got anything you need to promote in a minute or so are you good uh, i'm good it's uh working on a new music video for the first single on dark tale and uh looking forward to uh sharing more information on that uh with the fans on twitter Perfect. And you guys follow him on Twitter. He tweets back. It's really cool. And I, and I want to say you have fantastic fans, Andrew. You really do. They're very, very supportive. They've been promoting the fact that you're coming on the show all week. Uh, it's a really, you know, it's a really plus thing. And it's something that, you know, not everybody has. And, and I'm glad that you're so good and, and, and good with all your fans because, uh, you know, those are the people who actually, you know, help you become more and more successful. Without them, you're nothing. You're a guy singing alone in the shower. <laughs> and so, yeah, so you've got it really good. 
good. And also, uh, Wanda says that you have a Christmas album, Christmas Lights. Everybody should get that, too. Christmas will be here before you know it. We want to thank you for coming on the show. When the new album comes out, definitely we'll have you back because your fans super love you. We love you. We think you're super talented, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun, and I'll be talking to you on Twitter. And everybody, Say goodbye to the chat room because like, the chat room people are going crazy. Okay. Well, bye, everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, if you missed the show, you can get it. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, and everything. It'll be going around everywhere. And um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you ever uh, have anything else you want to promote, let me know, and we'll get you back on. And thank you for being Absolutely. a sport, letting us fool around and have crazy talk. Absolutely. We loved it. <laughs> of course. Yeah. We're all crazy, aren't we? Yeah, I'm, definitely. I am. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. I love it. I love what a it. sweet boy. Um, so, you guys, we want to thank our, our syndicates, W4CY Radio, WROM Radio in Detroit, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London, WBAD.net in Washington, D.C., Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, the 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska. You can hear us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Um, next week, we got a great show, and we want to thank Deirdre. She got us a great guest, and we're going to have a really good time talking about Busby. And um, Deirdre, you got anything you need? And follow Deirdre on Twitter. What's your Twitter, dude? Yes, follow me on Twitter. I am Deirdre Serego, D-E-I-D-R-A-S as in Sam, A-R-E-G-O. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you think she's pretty, follow her anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Chad, we want to thank you. Chat room, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We had a great time. Tune in next week. We're going to have a great show. Chad, thank you. Later. Thanks, Chad. Peace out. Bye, Chad. Bye, Chad. Bye, Chad. Bye, Bye, everybody. We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy. Your game is tight. Gonna get laid tonight. You need, you need gym stuff. Come up to me and said, Hey mate, wanna go to a party? Party, party.